Okay, so now we have the Saudi attacks, or the tax on Saudi, I mean. Uh, on The question becomes, who benefits? Quay Bono, who's the one who makes the best out of this? Um, the Iranians? Well, in one sense, no, uh, because they're going to get an even tougher road to hoe as the West puts tighter sanctions, or if they can find tighter sanctions, uh, or finds other ways to constrain Iran to stop them doing this kind of thing in the future. But on another level, it pleases their sense of hubris. They have enormous social problems in Iran, terrible social problems, so it's a distraction for their population who are getting restive. Um, yes, so could be, you would argue. And indeed, um, Iran, I mean, Iran has nothing to lose, you could say. It's backed into a corner. The more you back it into a corner, the more febrile the mood gets. Uh, you know, if we're going to do go down, we'll take you down with us. It's that kind of mood. And... <laughs> Uh, watch out, everybody, because they, they, you, we really back a, a dog into a corner, then the dog bites. It's just one of those things. Um, and they are, they are backed right into a corner. They can't even fund Syria now, their pet project, because they can't get enough money for their own needs. Uh, they, they, they are in difficult times. Okay, so Iran could be the source. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, what about Israel? It, eh, unlikely, you know. Unlikely. I know some people may think this is the kind of thing that Israel might have done. Yes, it would benefit Israel from a strategic point of view if it meant that Iran was under the hammer. But, but... Is Israel? I mean, I know Israel has been using drones like uh, there's no tomorrow in the Middle East. He's been actually pushing them all over the place. They're taking out. They took out a target in central Baghdad the other day. You know, I mean, a sort of missile uh, facility that the uh, Iraqi PMUs had um, because they were frightened that that these missiles were going to um, these missile factories were going to have missiles that were big enough to threaten Israel. And there are missile factories in Iraq, by the way, let's be clear. The, uh, and the Heshta Shabi have got missiles. They're, they're working on this. So, um, yeah, they're, I don't think they have these sophisticated drones unless they're supplied by Iran. So Iran would be the source for those. Um, yeah, so... There is this dimension, but no, Israel is not going to... What is Israel going to have a, a... It might have a base in northern Kurdistan, but it's going to fly missiles and drones without being noticed from... Uh, from uh, uh, No, uh, no, it's, it's just not credible. So, um, and they have... Uh, of course, uh, yeah, Israel has... Uh, uh, bases outside the region, um, but it's too far, really, for them to fly missiles and drones without being noticed by America and everybody else in the universe. So I don't think that's likely. Um, the uh, Houthis, of course, they could do it. They could. They're not. Um, it's not impossible, uh, but it's improbable. So where are we at? Um, the Iraqis. What about the Iraqis? Uh, the Iraqi Heshtashabi. What about um, 
some unit like Kataib Hezbollah. I mean, you could, they couldn't all be in it, but if if one specific unit, uh, Kataib Hezbollah, is run by uh, Mohandas, isn't he? Um, the um, the what if uh, who is deputy head of all the uh, PMUs? But he's uh, also um, head of Kataib. What if a specific unit did it? Um, because there is an agenda, isn't there, with Iraq? Iraq has an agenda. Um, uh, it's very close to the Houthis. Houthis have an office in Najaf. They have done for 30, 40 years. Uh, so they've got a very close relationship. And Najaf's power has been waning uh, since the Arab Spring, a little. And there is this sense now that Najaf wants to reinsert, it, reassert itself as, um, as, 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 a, as a hub of the Arab Shiite world and of the Shiite world as a whole. It is, you know, in the eyes of many, it is the hub of the Shiite world as a whole. I mean, Sistani as a marja um, has more followers than um, any other Ayatollah anywhere. Um, so, and, and Mohammed Sistani is, is quite the man for bigging up Iraq and, and um, wanting a more prominent role for the Sistani's eldest son. Um, so there is this mood around close relationships with uh, elements of Dawa and the Houthis. There is that too. I mean, there's a there's a friendship that goes deep and runs deep between Iraq and the Houthis, uh, and they meet, of course, as we said. Um, they they meet, um, and there's a meeting ongoing at the moment. Um, and Iraq does a lot of the sort of peace work in a sense. Um, and speaks to others about that. Um, so, so what? So could it be Iraq uh, using Iranian weapons with Iran's say-so? Yes, it could be. You might regard it as unlikely, but it could be, um, uh, which might account for the fact that a lot of Iraqis are saying, we did it. Not publicly on a big scale, but privately and to journalists. Of course, they might just be. This might be just be hubris and false pride, and just uh, enjoying stringing journalists along. There was an article in Middle East Eye the other day, um, and uh, that was uh, saying, uh, quoting an Iraqi security official as saying that we did it. But then, of course, the uh, the Iraqi Secret Service immediately denied that any security official had. Um, had actually said that, uh, but you know, uh, so it's interesting. Um, where where are we at? What is the truth? Uh, who really did do it? Well, um, yeah, I've been told by my highest level contacts in Iran that they didn't do it. That doesn't mean they didn't ask somebody else to do it or that they weren't engaged in um, providing the weapons, or that they uh, didn't know about it, that they didn't know about it. Um, my gut feeling, which goes against what everybody else thinks, is that these these did come from Iraq, uh, These uh, this particular attack. I'm interested by the fact Note the stray drone that went down and flew over Kuwait 
switched its headlights on when it was over the palace, went slowly over Kuwait City. I mean, wanting to be noticed, right? Here I am on the, on the night of the attack on Saudi Arabia. Just to um, wanting to be noticed. Now, is that the Iranians actually... I mean, why one drone anyway? There's a pilot. You need a bunch of them. Um, but, okay, one drone, one drone operator decides to go sightseeing. Or is this a deliberate act um, to imply that the, the missiles came from Iran? Or is it... I mean, what do you think about that? It's curiosity, isn't it? Um, I mean, the if it, if they were launched from Iraq, maybe somebody sent a drone down south over Kuwait just to uh, muddy the waters so that nobody would have a clear idea that they'd gone from Iraq. It's an interesting point. I'm just saying it's an interesting point. Um, we have to be... Okay. We have to be careful. Um, the uh, the PMO news, of course, have another agenda. They are grumpy about the fact that Israel exploded one of the PMU bases because Israel was nervous that the PMU had access to long-range missiles. They have access to long-range missiles. Let me repeat that. They do. Um, so, yeah, there is an issue there. Um, where are we going... It would be, I mean, could the Iranians have been that stupid and launched these um, attacks? It could have been. Uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to be sure of anything, but um, I think it was um, an Iraqi group that is loyal to Iran, but also had an agenda of its own. Um, and uh, and so that is, that is my opinion only. Um, and you may feel different. You may feel differently. Uh, you probably do feel differently. You probably feel it clearly is Iran. Um, the uh, Iran and Iraq have similar agendas on a, on a short-term basis. To diminish Saudi Arabia is a mutual agenda of Iran and Iraq. When I'm saying Iraq, I mean the Iraqi Heshtar Shabi. So um, then to keep the U.S. at bay, of course, is another shared agenda of the Heshtar Shabi, not of the Iraq government, but the Heshtar Shabi, some of them. Um, the... Uh, the Iranians are becoming more aggressive, um, more desperate. Uh, are we going to get another Libya in uh, Iran if we decide to attack big scale? Um, I mean, another failed state in Iran. We have to be very careful, too. Uh, if we get all these, if we destroy Iran too greatly, then we'll have end up with a lot of militias all over the Middle East, um, all cooperating with one another, sharing information and sharing weapons, and um, we'll create a new, new ISIS, a new Daesh to bite us in the backside. So we have to be careful about 
the kind of retribution um, we take for these actions. Um, considered, we need to be considered, we need to consider what we're doing, think about what we're doing, and build a more peaceful tomorrow, not a more chaotic warlike tomorrow. I'll leave you with one thought. My um, A dear Syrian friend of mine said uh, the worst thing, uh, what's worse than war, the, the opposite of peace, the true opposite of peace is chaos. And we have chaos in Syria. We do not need chaos in the Gulf as well. So we have to tread carefully and warily in these difficult times. Yes, Iran is troubling and Iran is making mischief, but there are others making mischief too, and we must be very, very careful as to how we deal with this terribly difficult situation. Okay, thank you.